pressure, pressure coming. Pressure coming in. Pressure, pressure coming. Pressure coming in. Yeah. Welcome to the Losers Out Podcast, where we bring you NBA news, fan talk, and visions for growing the game. It's your host, as always, Naeem, and I'm here with my partner, the compadre, Brandon. What's, what's good, what's buddy? Up? What's up, guys? It's me, Brandon, as always. How y'all doing? And always, we got in the <laughs> back with us the homie, Eddie B. What's going on, bro? What's good, fellas? Got a little lost in the more they saw us, but we're back better than ever. Yo, I don't have like it. Even feel like Memorial Day weekend to be honest. Like I didn't even hear about a single cookout. I ain't seen no fireworks or nothing. I ain't have not a plate of rice. Like I, I mean, was, I, I, was tight. I knew about a cookout. I may or may not have attended such a cookout, and I definitely maintained six feet. At said hypothetical cookout. Everybody knows you're breaking the law, bro. You don't have to bro, do this sus ass talk, talk, bro. Because I would you never break the law. The function bro. the function is gonna be illegal this summer. So should be interesting. I think it's gonna be very spicy. It's gonna be like the prohibition. <laughs> but the it's gonna be so speakeasies out there. It just hoops. People are just gonna be fighting to try to hoop on the courts. Fighting cops just to hoop. Imagine some underground dungeon courts. Yo, why is this really like the 20s all over, bro? Black yo, people yo. being killed is prohibitions. Oh. It's crazy out here. It's a recession. <laughs> oh my God, what's going on? People going to be like texting you like, yo, yo, bro, I found a court. It's in downtown Manhattan. It's open right now. Or, nah, it's got to be in Harlem. Nah, I don't want to be bad. Be in Harlem. Yeah, it's got to be in Harlem. Bro, I found a Dykeman and Dykeman, bro, bro, and Dykeman, bro. It's in a gym. It's legit, bro. Nah, you gotta pay thirty dollars just to go in. Exactly. Yo, I see my barber. He was like, "Yo, I'm doing these cuts right now for thirty dollars." I'm like, "Yo, goodness gracious!" Even that's the kids are twenty dollars, bro. That's, I feel like that's not even enough of a juice, huh? I feel like that's not even enough of a juice, bro. You can't be charging people thirty dollars for a haircut. Well, That's first ridiculous. off, my haircut is 25 and I tip to get to 30. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I, should get, I'm, I have long hair usually when I get haircuts and I have to get like the whole thing done. So it's a long process. Like I also get shaved and all that. Oh, man. Well, I just know that I'm ready to get back on the court. Um, For sure. I, I can't wait. Like I know I'm gonna be rusty as hell. I like if these NBA players are complaining about being rusty and not having time to shoot, I know I'm gonna be on another level of garbage. It's been seventy plus days in quarantine. Goodness gracious. I didn't even yeah. know we got that far. Yeah, like Damian Lillard said that like if they don't put make it so that there's like enough regular season games or if they just scrap the regular season altogether and just head into the I mean, if obviously if they don't have enough regular season games for the Trailblazers to make the playoffs, he's just not going to play because he just doesn't see a point in risking and playing Rusty to start. Like, he just like he doesn't think he's going to have get into a rhythm where they can succeed. So I was uh, I was wondering, do you have anything to say on that? Like, he's I would say he's absolutely right. Like 
if the the same people that are telling Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to not come back are the same people mad at Damian Lillard, like how does that make sense? Like that's the whole flaw in the logic right there. If there's nothing to play for, if you I don't even see a point of him coming back regardless, because he's definitely not going to the finals, no type of finals, no type of ring, no type of MVP. No, there's nothing to play for. The the all-star break yeah. is gone. Like that's why Adam Silver need to put in a whole tournament right now. They need that to have man. the they need to have the the NBA tournament, the NBA championship, and the not in playoffs championship for people like Damian Lillard. So you're just saying he's tired of getting bounced in the first slash second round of the playoffs. I don't want to put it like that. Like I want to put some respect on Damian Lillard's name because I think he's official. He's nice, and I think like he's had a the regular process of a NBA not a superstar. You know, he's not going for the superstar, but like. He's yeah. he had the first round playoff exit. He's been to second round. He's been to a conference championship. Yeah. He got bounced in like five or six, but he's been to a conference championship. Um, he's had the he's had the playoff like upset. Like LeBron had one, Kobe had one, everybody has one. Like I don't know. I want to put some respect to his name, but still, there's nothing for him to play for this year. Yeah. So just, you know, I respect where he's coming from. A bad uh, season. So like I don't expect him to. I mean, I expected them to make a push if they had been, if things were right uh, under normal circumstances. But I still thought the Pelicans would squeeze out that eight spot. Yeah, me uh, too. Just because they were like on the rise, getting better literally with every game played with Zion, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo, and um, JJ uh, Redick. Like that. How much? How much of that do you think is because of? the Blazers being um, hurt. Like, I'm pretty sure they had, like, a really... Like, everybody they, they got are all their, like, rotational pieces are hurt. And including Damian Lillard had a groin injury right before all this happened, too. So, like, yeah, that like, could have been affecting the reason they were having such a bad season. I, I think they were all from the jump, though, but I don't remember if, who was, if there was anybody injured early. But, well, Nurkic, obviously... Yeah, he, but then they were Rodney Hurtor's ACL. Yeah, but um, they signed Melo like halfway through the season. They should have signed how, him earlier. Can, I mean, they couldn't be better than the Grizzlies, though. I mean, the Western Conference has like everybody. Like, I'm looking at the standings right now. Like, everybody already had 40 wins, and with so, with still so many games left to play. Like the distance yeah. from eight and seven was so fast. <clears throat> For eight and seven. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you, you brought up Damian Lillard and, and, and what his thoughts were. I'm just saying, I agree with him that if there's nothing to play for, like, why even play? But unless they do some kind of situation where everybody has a real chance for real. And then that's when you get into talking about some of the advantages of this layoff and some of the disadvantages for other people. You give people like Lillard time to come back being healthy. Giannis, too. I don't know if people remember that. He had a groin or ankle injury himself. Yeah. Um, right before this all went down. So he's probably healthy now. His jump shot's still broken, though. But he <laughs> I, know, I know a lot of people have been like, yeah, before this, I was planning on playing through an injury. But, like, after advising with my doctors, we were just like, fuck, like, fuck it. Let's just scrap the season and just get surgery. Tune up, and they'll be probably back in game shape. Like, two weeks, I don't know. Basketball is like a different 
kind of warm up as opposed to like a game like I'd say like baseball. Like if this was baseball we were talking about where they end stop in the middle of the season and then restart, then I'd be more worried because then like we're talking about pitchers' arms and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for basketball players, I think once the cardio and and because I'm I'm almost positive these guys have to be working out doing have like workout setups at home. They're just probably not in game shape. Like they can't go yeah. back and start hitting jumpers like they were right before or something stuff like that it's probably just getting used to shooting and stuff like that that's gonna it's probably the the pace of the game too, getting up and down the floor playing defense against the best it's not the same as doing suicides yeah i'm not so worried about injuries more i'm more so worried about quality of play yeah that's yeah because everybody knows the beginning of the season is always trash that those games from Columbus Day to Halloween are always like yeah. shacked in the full gold right there. Yeah, it's like we know what we're gonna be expecting. So that's why I hope there's like enough <laughs> games for the playoffs to not be garbage. Yeah, I hope so. Or else I mean the like... playoffs I still feel like the best <clears throat> two teams will end up making the finals. Mm-hmm. I just hope that by the time they get there, they're already like leveled up to like the final bosses like the final form type shit so speaking of like the final two teams being there do you think it's gonna stay regular or not like what do you think is gonna be the the final the final verdict that we're expecting on the announcement from the nba next week i think they're gonna put 10 games end of the season um 10 games that's it yeah, and then they're probably going to announce the first round is only going to be five games. No, that's way too conservative, bro. That's like that's like the, the cop way out, and that's definitely not enough money to be made. I think, I think, the, re- I think the issue is that because this is pushed back, they don't want to finish in August. Yeah, why not? Because then th- there's going to be the turnaround from August to... October again is, is too short. They won't go to October. They'll probably start in December. They're going to have Everybody. to push back all of next season too, which is going to cause a whole different issue. Nah, not even, bro. This is... this is Alright, I'm going to lay out a scenario and at mm-hmm. the end of it all, you got to say a percentage of likelihood of happening. I bet. All of it, all of it happening, right? So, this is what Adam Silver is going to do. He's going to pull up on Yes, on TNT with Ernie Johnson to make this announcement. It's gonna be a one-on-one conversation. Mm-hmm. Adam Silver's gonna have a do rag on <laughs> with a gold chain, uh huh. And you're gonna see the Henny in the background, right? <laughs> and he's gonna be like, "All right, Ernie, I know what the people want to hear. I know what y'all waited for, and this is the announcement. This is this is what y'all waited for. Bad Boys is back. NBA <laughs> is back, right?" <laughs> NBA is back. What we're going to do is have a WWE March Madness style, style. battle royale. <laughs> no, no not even. representative, last man in the ring gets yo, the championship. Yo. Come on, bro. I'm trying to be serious here. Look <laughs> <laughs> right. the main event. I'm trying to be serious here. All right. <clears throat> He's like, all right, Ernie. You're coming back with a tournament style playing. Word to Damian Lillard. I took what he said to heart. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a little round robin because the losers out guys are right. We need to have 10 games to play in. Then what we're going to do is 
have a tiered system like they do in soccer. Because Adam Silver, or not Adam Silver, me, since I am Adam Silver, I'm obsessed with soccer and the FIFA League and what they got in that European system out there. So we're going to have a tiered system. And it's going to be like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks in the first tier. And then you got like the, the Rockets. You got the Nuggets, whoever, second, third tier to fifth tier. Then you're just going to do like group play like they have in the Olympics and everything like that. You're going you to like, base it on your records. Huh? So you think they'll, they'll do it like that instead? Yeah. Well, that's my plan because I'm Adam Silver. All right, so, so I'm going to go with 0% chance because you said the Henny and the Durag thing. Oh, boy. Yo, <laughs> you don't know, bro. That's how you keep that little ball spot tight. Keep it shiny. All right, but really, all this all this stuff is like what ifs. We really don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's – we're kind of at just at the mercy of – we're beholden to the laws, what each state are, uh, individually are willing to do. A lot of these states are pushing, I think, a little too early in my opinion. But either way, this is all what ifs. So mm-hmm. I thought we'd start doing a little fun what ifs thing here on the pod where we go back in history and we just run back any any one singular event or or moment in history that we can think of and we see if it what if it went the other way? What if it did it didn't go down quite like that? So I thought I we'd like start this with a favorite um, moment of mine in NBA history because it also caused a shift in my team fandom, which was the Carmelo Anthony trade to the Knicks in 2011. So at the time, Melo was trying to get out of his deal with Denver so that whatever team he would be traded to, he could sign for more money with that team. Um, now, the Knicks at the time were, I think, 28 and 27 or had a, they, or had something around a 500 record at the time. And <laughs> at the mm-hmm. time, Amari Stoudemire was leading the league in fourth quarter scoring, was getting MVP chance in the home arena. Obviously, a lot of teams get that, but Amari was kind of balling that year. Um, and point guard Raymond Felton was playing like an all-star at the time in the, with because of his pick-and-roll combo with Amari Stoudemire. Um, and so the trade... Didn't come as a shock that it happened, but the terms of the deal were what was kind of egregious. The Knicks gave up uh, Danilo Gallinari, favorite player in the league, uh, Raymond Felton, playing like an all-star at the time, Wilson Chandler, a very good bench piece, Timothy Mozgov, a young seven-foot center at the time. You don't really know what you can get out of something like that. And a 2014 first-round pick to Denver, which ended up becoming uh, Dario Saric. So, looking back at what happened right after the trade, mm-hmm. um, the Knicks got bounced in the first round of the playoffs after Amari, Amari started Myers, uh, I think, I think like gouged his hand, like had like a, the fire extinguisher incident. I think oh they, yeah! Oh uh, god! Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So, and the Nuggets, I think, still made the playoffs because they still had a pretty good record at the time. And they got basically an entire starting rotation out of the deal, um, save for a, a two, really. And so let's, and then looking back right after the trade, the Knicks ended up amnestying Chauncey Billups, who they received in the trade, 
because at the time the 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 lockout had just happened, so that they had added in. Um, wait, no, the lockout hadn't happened yet. No, so oh, so there was a clause in, in that CBA where every team got a one-time amnesty where they could just wipe a player's money off the books. Obviously, still yeah. pay out the player, but they will. It's like an amnesty clause where you can just wipe that off your books and it wouldn't count towards your cap. So because they traded for Chauncey and he had gotten hurt that year, the Knicks decided to amnesty Chauncey Billups. And because they amnesty Chauncey, they couldn't amnesty stat when he started stacking those injuries. <laughs> so, I don't think they would have ever did that anyway. You spent a hundred million dollars on it and do you would have you would have still just like no there were players play through bro because you he's a star player that's like Everybody was calling for the Lakers to amnesty Kobe. Like, that's just not going to happen. Well, so you could have expected that to not happen anyway. Okay, maybe. But after stat, I wouldn't say that year he would have gotten amnesty, but at least by year three, that would have been something that was on the table. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I looked, I looked it up. I looked up his number. I mean, his numbers in the years following that year and he falls apart and i'm not talking um so much about uh his production because like his minutes product his production per minute was pretty good but he never played uh 30 minutes a game after his third year in new york but we talked about third year in new york like what what year is that 2014 now this is when lebron's going back to the Cavs. so in 2012 stat played 29 games and averaged 23 minutes a game in 2013. In 2012? That was a shortened season. That was in uh, six games anyway. Yeah, so he still played only 29 games. And the year after that, he only played 65 games and averaged 22 minutes a game. At that point, you can't just have somebody on your – because he was on a a permanent minutes restriction also at this point. At that point, you can't just have somebody who's only allowed to play 20 minutes a game and collecting a $100 million check that counts towards your cap. Like, I think the sound business decision at that point, they would have just made, been like, not a sound business decision because you're paying a guy not to play for you, literally, but it's just a sound basketball decision to be like, yo, we're not going to be able to get the guys we need because this guy is clogging up so much of our cap, which is what ended up happening with those early Knicks squads. So, also, paint the picture of what the... What the roster would have looked like the right way had they okay so the right way right the Knicks at the time had a pretty interesting cap situation heading into that offseason before they got stat they had enough cap space to get two max guys um but they ended up not being able to so wait hold on time on quick question the year that they got Amari wasn't that the year that LeBron went to the Heat or am I bugging yes yes okay so. This is the year after. This is the year they just lost to the Mavericks now. Like that summer you're talking about? Yes. All right. Um, this is when Tyson Chandler was on the market. So they ended up getting Tyson Chandler and, and Stat. So, and they still had enough money left over um, to sign a star at that point. And because at this time, Raymond Felton was really cheap. Wilson Chandler was still on his rookie deal, I believe. Timothy, Timothy Mozgov was, I think, his first or second year in the league. So also on his rookie deal. And Gallo was, I think, was on the tail end of his rookie deal too. So even in that offseason, if so let's say the Knicks hadn't signed um traded for Mello and they had A 
just gotten outbid by the Nets, who are the only other, who not the only other team, but the other front runner for um, Melo at the time. And or B, they just the Nuggets keep him, and the Knicks just end up signing him in the offseason because that's where he wants to be, anyways. So if they go B, at that point you have Raymond Felton, who's coming off an All Star level season. You have Amari Stoudemire, who just had a near MVP level season. You have Danilo Gallinari, who's a good scoring option. And you have Wilson Chandler and Timothy Mazgov as bench pieces. And you still own all your draft picks. Yo, I'm not going to front. Mazgov's not doing it for me. I don't got to mention his name, bro. I mean, yeah, that's a former yeah, Lakers. So, didn't do much for y'all, but yeah, another I, soft I, spot there. You can't bring him up. <laughs> but you're still losing out on Gallo, Felton, and Chandler at that time, who are still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Gallo ends up leaving the Knicks and becoming a twenty-point scorer. Oh, we almost forgot one thing about this mellow trade that I wanted mm-hmm. to dive into. If Melo doesn't end up on the Knicks at all, so let's go say that he just ends up on the Nets, ends up building something there, and stays there, Linsanity never happens. <laughs> because if this works to be believed, um, Melo was the one who convinced D'Antoni to give Lin minutes. So if... That never happens, then Linsanity never happens either. He doesn't go to um, – Lynn doesn't end up signing with the Rockets in, on that three-year, tw- $25 million deal and doesn't get to plan it by Patrick Beverly, who will either have another vet starting over him or he gets the run off the rip in Houston. Yeah, let's think about it even further. Yeah, talking about D'Antoni, like if Melo doesn't go to the Knicks, he's not there to ruin D'Antoni's career and run him out of New York. So who knows how long he would have had to – build that rocket system in New York instead. Yeah, I think the album like, and imagine they had happy in New York with the imagine they, they were the ones that ended up with James Harden or something. The Knicks had the assets at the time too. Because they ended up making the Melo trade. But yeah, they had definitely had the assets to get a Mel, uh, a Harden type player. Yo oh my God. All the Knicks fans are listening to this. Just imagine remember, if James Harden remember, had made it to the Knicks. Remember too that the Harden Hall was pretty ass in that trade. Yeah, they ended up getting like Kevin Martin or, or Eric Gordon or something like that. I remember they were involved. It somehow. was. Oh God, I have to, I'm gonna have to look it up. But uh, it's not that important. But yeah, it was not a that good of a haul um, in, compared to what the Knicks gave up for Melo. So they kind of the Knicks probably could have traded for Harden without giving that much up. Probably could have given up Landry Fields and a first rounder and something else. Imagine getting rid of <laughs> Oh Yo, man! Hold on, I gotta, I gotta, I definitely want to know what this trade is now. All right, I think it says that the Houston Rockets. Wait, no, it says James it Harden was, was traded to oh, the Rockets Kevin, for Daquan Cook, Cole Aldridge, and Laser Hayward for Kevin Martin, Jerry Lamb, and two first-round picks who became Steven Adams and Mitch McGarry. Shout out to Michigan and Nick Stauskas. That's my boy. Shout out St. Mark's. 
Yeah, Nick Stauskas. bums. But <laughs> shout out Nick Stauskas. <laughs> I hate seeing marks. But yo, so yeah, that's that mellow trade is uh is also a sore spot. It's a it's it also has shares a moment in world history because when Mellow was traded to the Knicks, that meant that I had to become a Nets fan. Wow. That's so, yeah. how this started for you? Yeah. I thought now it was you, when the Knicks traded. They traded, away my, they traded away my guy, Gallup. <laughs> fucking so dare this you. Is like, this is a revenge tour for you to hate, yep. the, to hate the Knicks and like the Nets? And by extension, I had to hate on Mellow. I'm sorry, bro. Dang. That's... That's that's unfortunate, but that's interesting how that Nets fandom was born. That's interesting. We can I mean, use that as trivia later down the line. Loses out trivia? Yeah. But I also, you know, like we do our meetings before this and we both had a mellow moment. We were talking about our what ifs. Mine is a little bit more. Oh, yeah. It's kind of funny that we both ended up with mellow moments in our what ifs. Yeah, just because I... I, I don't know. Mel's just been on my mind lately. I'm thinking about like what this season means to come back for certain people. You know, some people saying this is LeBron's last chance to get a ring. This is Melo's like probably last season. It's Vince Carter's last season. It's going so many things to reminisce on. My mellow moment to think back on like a what if was what if Denver did not draft Melo? What if he had actually gone to Detroit? Because not only would that affect his legacy, that'll affect the legacy of so many other people. The next thing I'm thinking about is like... Oh, yeah, we already know where this is going. Exactly. You already know where it's going. We, <laughs> if, if, if Melo had gone to Detroit, I'm 100% sure that the Los Angeles Lakers had won that championship that year. So, so that been- made four championships in five years for the Lakers. Four championships in five years for Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. Of course. And just think about how that changes well, the for so many people. Well, for people who don't understand, the reason why Melo going to Detroit would have actually hurt Detroit would have been a lot of things on the roster and the configuration of how they like handled the ball and stuff wouldn't have gone the same. So you can't say that that new formula also equals a championship because that's so rare for two completely different lineup configurations and, and setups. People both get your rings. There's just no way. Exactly. And then like along, along with, you know, play style and, and situations and things like that, you think about the key pieces for them in the finals of Rasheed Wallace. They would never trade for Rasheed Wallace at the all-star break. If they have Carmelo Anthony there. Right. Just the the whole thing does not work, right? So Kobe Bryant gets a championship. Shaquille O'Neal gets a championship. That team probably doesn't break up, and you play – you get to, to fantasize more about the what if they never broke up. Do they get five? Do they get six? Do they get ten? Additionally, people like Gary Payton and Karl Malone get their ring finally. For someone like Karl Malone to get a ring, think about what that does for – his overall argument for greatest, like greatest in the NBA all-time rings to power forwards, he's gonna be number two in scoring with that final ring. Like that's one of the things that separated him from I Tim really Duncan, KG, Dirk, 
Like, look what Dirk's one ring got for him. 30,000 in that one ring. Imagine it for Carlo. There's a difference, though. What do you mean? There's definitely a difference between those two quality rings, but if Carl Malone gets a ring on that Lakers squad, I'm valuing it so less than Dirk's ring on the Mavs. <clears throat> Bro, the ring don't it doesn't matter. You got the ring. Nah, you, I mean you think there's some on. people there's some people that think that way, but I definitely think not all rings are created equal. Fair enough. Not all rings are created equal, but you get the ring to your resume. To tie those two things together, right? So Melo's whole thing his whole time has been trying to win that ring from his time in Denver and, like, it being said that that's why I wouldn't have went work in Detroit, from forcing his way to New York, trying to win the ring, from going to... Oh, um, he did to, 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 to From he the Thunder to the, the Rockets to, to now Portland. I mean, yeah, yeah, forces we out of New York, whatever you want to call it, but... I'm just saying, all his moves have been trying to win that ring, and they happen. So, our, like the whole thing, getting that ring means so much. That's why I would have changed the legacy of so many people. That's why it's a, a huge what if. It's a huge what if. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Mellow. I I think a lot of like each. It depends on like the kind of player you are. Like if you're if you're like a guy trying to be up for goat consideration and you just win a ring where like you're the third best player on that team at that time, I'm gonna be like, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's the. I, I can't get that. Can't be the accolade that puts you over somebody else. The ring. Like you didn't get that ring. I mean, you still you earned that ring. You're the third nah, best player on the team, but it wasn't because of you that they won that ring. Nah, it goes on the resume though, bro. Like. That's well. I don't know. Some people, when they when they consider their whole Hall of Fame things, like their entire basketball resume, means something. Like having a, a Olympic gold medal, having a champ college championship. I'm pretty sure that's what got Patrick Ewing into the Hall of Fame. Oh, matter of fact, I have a perfect scenario for you right now. Um, mm -hmm. oh, damn, I don't actually think it applies because he's actually productive this year. But let's say Chris Paul was at wasn't an all-star level player anymore this year. And then a, a contender traded for him. Like let's say the Clippers. And they win a ring. Are you going finally Chris Paul proves that he's a winner? He he's a he could he he you can he can get it done when it matters, but it's like really Kawhi and Paul George like went off and got them the ring and he was just like kind of there. Um, I don't know. I think that's different. Like, if you trade if you trade for a player, it's different because you obviously want to use them. And Chris Paul is a player that's probably gonna win you a game. Like, have that one that one game that he wins for you because he's done it his whole career. Like, he did it on one hamstring when he's on the Clippers. But right. a better example I'll give you is that year. I'm pretty sure it was 2013, the year that Miami won against the Spurs. And Tracy McGrady was on that Spurs team. And that was, oh. his first, that was his first time getting out of the first round. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that guy thought he I was, was going to really get that ring. Him. I really was rooting for him. Exactly. You were like, yo, I hope Tracy finally gets that ring. He deserves it. I want him to get that ring. That's how you feel about Carmelo. You want him to get that ring. You want I, them I, to go I, for I, it, finally get that ring. I think of it like, you know, like when you're like at a job for like a, 
a decade or two and like you get a they give you like a lifetime achievement award is that what these rings are for you? <laughs> like you just put in they, these guys put in their 15 20 years to the league so that you like you know we're like you know what just give them a ring come on you might as well you might as well it's like it's an honor you deserve it bro they gotta you get a pc it. wait vince carter does have a ring right nope he, he, he didn't did trying to go to dallas after after oh. Damn, it's tough. So, D- so VC doesn't have one. Matter of fact, Vince Carter, sign a ten day with the Lakers. Come through. We're gonna get you a oh ring, buddy. We're gonna get you a ring. Come through. You deserve it, man. Imagine. I'm gonna see you on the parade play. in August. Imagine I'm changing, I'm changing my date. Imagine mm-hmm. they have to play. Imagine. So, theory here. What if the players have to come back, right? And Vince Carter is like, nah. He like goes to the doctors to get a note to be like, nah. Like, I'm scared of playing because like this shit affects old people. So like. <laughs> So they give him medical leave, and then he signs a 10-day with the Lakers to try to get a chip. I'm all for it. You know, there's before, this, before the season ends, like, officially, if there's two people I would sign, if you're listening, Genie Bus, if you're listening, Rob Palenka, if you're listening, LeBron. Yo, how many Lakers how, Paul, how many times he said the Lakers this? Seven? Okay, word. The next person y'all got to sign, you got to sign Vince Carter, and you got to sign Andre Ingram. I don't know if you guys remember him, that like 45-year-old dude from the G League yeah, yeah. that came in and hit like 10 threes. Sign that boy like, right now. Like 15 points. Don't gas him. Bro, look at him right now. He had 35 threes in three games. I swear, I swear to everything. He did not have 35 threes in three games. Look, that's, the, that's the championship lineup. Alex Caruso, Andre Ingram, oh. LeBron James, Anthony Davis. All right, let's let's move on to the next. And Vince Carter. Uh, I'm not. I'm not wasting my bandwidth. <laughs> let's on do it. Who's stopping us? Who's stopping <laughs> us? My bandwidth is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to move on to the next thing because it's my turn this week. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. So, let's get a little drum roll. We should. <laughs> We should actually get some some little some little music. We should get like a little boom. But it's time <laughs> for garbage time, and this week's garbage time goes to Brandon. If this is your first time tuning in for the episode Garbage Time, Brandon gets to talk whatever he wants to talk. Gets on his soapbox and says from the heart one thing that's grinded his gears. That's basketball related. Hey guys! And for the people who don't know it, there. Brandon is a self-diagnosed hater. Yes. So, well, no, his I, hater, I his the hater comments of the week. I went to the doctor. I have been confirmed a hater. <laughs> so, you, please give to the people what you hating on today. So, news recently comes out: Michael Jordan was lying. Um, oh. <laughs> so you know how um there was a whole thing in the last dance where they go over the fact that oh Jordan didn't actually tell me to keep Isaiah off the team that was just like that was bullshit um he never said the words don't take Isaiah on the team and how Jordan the doc try, uh, attempts to put the blame on other guys who he was like oh it wasn't just me like he had beef with other guys like Come on, man. I'm not the reason he's on the team. Bullshit. We got a direct quote from the guy where he basically says, if you put Isaiah on the team, I'm not playing. What, are you going to keep the best world? You're going to make your stand? You're like, I'm going to keep 
the best player in the world off the team for Isaiah Thomas? Clearly not. You're the reason they kept him off the team, bro. So if that's true, and Jordan lied in that, then we can also assume there wasn't a fucking flu game or a food poisoning game. The homie was drunk. Come on. You know it, Mike. <laughs> yeah, he you know it. You was getting lit. Come on, bro. Come on, man. You before. was partying with those Mormons in Utah. Come on, bro. I know how those guys get down. They love Durfin. <laughs> what the hell is Durfin? That's a Google search for anyone. Do y'all really want to know what Durfin is? <laughs> Durfin is basically just dry humping. Hey. <laughs> Mormons love Durfin. <laughs> that's all that's our episode title. <laughs> Mormons love <laughs> Durfin. <laughs> Yo, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, we can assume homie was getting lit. Um, Yo. We can assume that he's lying about it being Horace's fault that the Jordan Rules uh, book came out. Um, We can also, also, damn, I don't want to think, I don't know what else he could be lying about, but just throw that in. in he could be lying about docu- um, Horace Grant. Yeah, remember, documentaries aren't news pieces. They are portrayed from somebody's point of view trying to tell you a narrative. It's not actually all factual. So this documentary just reminded me that again again of that fact that like not everything you see in any documentary, not only this one, is all factual. Yeah. Like this the executive producer was Michael Jeffrey Jordan. So it was definitely yeah. like he had the the whole publicity around this was he has he, he finally greenlit it. And it's the only one that he's actually agreed to be a part of. So you can, like, he 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 really he really played on the fact that this is all the basketball people had because there's a lot of critical thinking, a critical assessment that did not go on just for the pure fact of oh my god, I'm putting this basketball back into my veins. Yep. So yeah, that was. So yeah, you almost got me. You almost made me believe it wasn't you. <laughs> even yeah. though I believed it for most of my basketball life, but now I'm back. You kept that Don't do he that. He had a trick up his bootcut jeans. Yeah, don't lie. <laughs> like, it's fine if you did it. It's okay. Just be the asshole we know you kind of are. And that's okay to be an asshole. Nobody's saying it's bad. Exactly. Take a, take a note from Brandon Lara, okay? It's okay oh, to be a hater. Excuse me? Oh, I thought you was going to call me an asshole. Nah. <laughs> I was about to be like, um, you want to take this all apart, bro? Like, what's good? Nah, bro. You know it's all love. You know it's all love. Um, I mean, you were being an asshole. I'll let you know. I, I know. I know. I know. But that's... Well, <laughs> folks, that's what we got today. Definitely check us out um, for, for today's episode. The random fact of the day was Raymond Felton was on an all-star level. He was. So, Look up the numbers. He was like, I think it was African 18. Nah, I'm just going to say, so for two people, right, we need to have some, for the people that make it to the end of this episode, right, this is what we're going to do. The question or the random trivia fact is going to be, how did Brandon become a Nets fan? And if you respond to us on Twitter, answering that question, or DM DM us that answer, or I don't know, just DM us. Yeah, DM us 
how Brandon became a Nets fan. And you can get an autographed card from Raymond Felton. <laughs> or an autographed card straight from Raymond Felton. You can do it at what you want. But that's our giveaway for today. And to, to DM us is Losers Out Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want, you could also find me on Kuji Triz, K U J I I T R I Z Z underscore, and get that autographed Raymond Felton card. <laughs> My fault, I'm back. All right, where could they find you on social media, Brandon? <laughs> you can find me on B Level Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. That's B L E. V E L C comedy, you know, just <laughs> B level. Sure. Um, yeah, today I don't know how we ended today, but the the episode title's got to be either Raymond Felton All Star or Mormons Love Dorfing. I don't even know how to spell that or say I that, but <laughs> Mormons Love Dorfing. <laughs> oh man, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs>